Denny, you know what's on your phone? Alright, we are live. This is End Times for Dummies, Lesson 9. And uh, Scott is supposed to be leading the discussion today, but unfortunately he's under the weather. Many folks are, so... Wait a minute, he's That's okay, he's well, this gentleman can drive. Yes. Oh, at night. Well, it's raining. Yeah, but we got to finish on time because he can't stay too late. I have to leave at 8. Okay. Okay. So uh, if you if you did your lesson, then uh, you know we're on Revelation 15, picking up the uh, seven bowls, and in them the wrath of God is finished. So we are not going to read the. Uh, don't be jumping ahead now. So we're not, uh, not going to read the scripture this time. I just want you to look in chapter 16, and somebody just give me one word, two, three words if you must. What was the first bowl? Source. I hate that, but it's true. Yes, sores. Oh, man. Second bowl, what do you got? Blood. Seed of blood. Seed of blood. Good, good. Third? Blood. Blood. For the rivers and springs. The rivers and springs. Let's you know try and be consistent. It seems like they're separating them between the salt water. Pressure exactly water. right. There's no question about it. You're exactly right. Good. Then uh, the sea creatures die first, and then the springs become blood. Right. What do we got next? Sunstroke and very very dark tans. Men scorched by heat. Absolutely. Next one. I want to call it sunstroke. I call it rose. Next one. Darkness. Yes. Then, what happens? Great river Euphrates is dried up. Yes, Euphrates gets dried up. And then, uh, let's see, where are we now? That's the sixth one. Seventh angel poured out his bowl. And what happens? A loud voice. Bunch of stuff. A loud voice says, It is done. Lightning, rumblings, thunder, and a great earthquake. Good. Good. The great sea was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. Every island fled away, and no mountains were to be found. Good. And great hailstones, about 100 pounds each. 100 pound hailstones. Those are big. Yeah. <laughs> fell, on, fell from heaven on people. Okay. Good. I've been reading through like a little plan to do the Bible in a year. So yes. we just finished Matthew the other morning. And man, I never noticed how similar that is to the end of Yeshua's life. Not, I mean, that quote is almost verbatim, right? It's, it is finished or it is done, right? And then, but immediately, earthquake, there's lightning, there's thunder, there's things splitting in the city. Yeah. I mean, that is just really interesting how close that mirrors yep. Yep. the events yep. surrounding the death of Yeshua. Cool. Okay, so uh, that was uh, chapter 16. 17, an explanation of what you're going to get in 18. So let's, uh, let's just take, uh, take a look at the scripture. And I want to I remind you that we were going through pretty chronologically from chapter 5, we're walking through, and it's pretty chronological. 
going to pause there in chapter 7 as all these people show up from the Great Tribulation. And we went through the trumpets and so on. Then we got a, a break in chapter 12, 13, and so on. Get back into chronology. So it appears that the book kind of falls back on itself and kind of goes back and gives you a recap in greater detail of part of what we just learned about. Parenthetical. But yeah, a parenthetical. Hey, By maybe, the way. Yeah, let me, um, let me tell you what that's going to be like in a little bit more zoom in. On. Yeah, exactly right. And that's exactly what happened in 17 and 18. Um, so uh, chapter 17, one of the seven angels who had the seven bolts came to me and said, come, I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you some of the detail here about the great prostitute who sitted on many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality and with the wine of whose sexual immorality the dwellers on earth have become drunk. Takes him off and shows him what's going to happen. And from there, we get chapter 18. And we have... Babylon Fallen. Sounds like a Star Wars movie. Okay, so you go through the, the detail there and it appears that this is a major deal. People are freaked out. Can't believe it. Verse 17, in a single hour, all this wealth has been laid waste. All shipmasters, seafaring men, sailors, and all these traders on the sea stood far off and cried out, as the smoke, they saw the smoke of a burning, what city was like the great city, and so on. So, Babylon, the great city, will be thrown down with violence and will be no more. And it goes on and on, and we get songs and everything, and it's just a wonderful thing. I had a young man stand up here, two young men, actually, a few years ago, and said that uh, Babylon and this whole religious system that's going to happen in the end times is not Roman Catholicism. Roman Catholicism has been the thought here because Babylon is the city built on seven hills. Well, there's only one city known in the world to be built on seven hills. Rome. And there it is. And Rome is the seat of Roman Catholicism. So um, these guys said it's not, it's not Roman Catholicism. It's Islam. And they made an amazingly strong case for that. So the question becomes, how is it possible if Babylon is associated with Rome, and Rome is the seat of the Roman Catholic Church, that Islam could actually be Babylon? I would bring to your attention chapter 17 and verse 16. Mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 17 and verse 16. The ten horns that you saw, they and the beast will hate the prostitute. They will make her, this is the prostitute, which is Babylon, desolate and naked and devour her flesh and burn her up with fire. For God has put it into their hearts to carry out his purpose by being of one mind and handing over their royal power to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman that you saw is the great city that has dominion over the kings of the earth. So I think that there's a time where Rome is taken over by Islam. 
they are known for this type of violence. But that's not what this class is all about. This class is only about sequence. So at some point, we have Babylon falling, bringing us to chapter 19. And if you read through the rest of this, hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For his judgments are true and just. He's judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Hallelujah. The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. How long? A long time. Okay. 19.6. I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Her bride, his bride, the bride of the Lamb, the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. She was clothed in fine linen, linen bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. We have the marriage supper of the Lamb. All right, questions on that? Or on the thousand years that the beast or Satan himself is bound for a time and then the thousand year reign and then Satan is loosed once more to see if he can deceive the nations and have another battle. I think if you read this through and look at it as being chronological with these, as uh, Alex said, a parenthetical statements or these, these little foldovers to go through it, I think it's pretty clear that Armageddon happens at the end of this stuff. The people are gathered for Armageddon. So, that's before the thousand years, not after. Afterwards, when Satan is loose to see if he can see the nations one more time, there's a different battle. So, I've taking the liberty of filling out my timeline. You stole one of them from the table when you came in the room. No, I printed these out earlier. Of course you did. I printed one out. You printed one out. You have it with you? Of course you do. So those of you who have uh, version 2.5 already had this. Those of you who waited, uh, it's great. Nicely done, gentlemen. Impressive. I'm just not going to give you any credit. <laughs> okay. So for those of uh, you listening, either from Gastonia or other far corners of the earth where freedom doesn't ring, we have on page 47 a very similar uh, deal to what we had last week. When we went over this before this uh, particular lesson because the change is going to be on page 48. But by way of review, we have the beginning birth pangs, which take up some period in the first three and a half weeks of the 70th week of Daniel, seven-year period. Then we have time, times, and half a time, 42 months, 1260 days, which is identified with the second half of that 70th week of Daniel. And some portion of that is the quote-unquote great tribulation. We know for certain it's not a full three and a half years. At some point, you see in blue at the bottom, those days will be cut short according to the master. 
Then the end, the Son of Man comes in the clouds, the Son of Man from Daniel, and from Thessalonians, the Word is in heaven. We have coalesced probably 15 different verses and places in the Word of God to come up with this sequence. So, on the back, we've got seven or eight things that happen on page 48, all pretty much at the same time. They're all from different places. Deliverance of those who endure, Matthew. Gathering of the elect in Matthew. Thessalonians has the dead Messiah Yeshua will rise. Those who are alive and remain or survive are caught up. Ezekiel says Israel's dead will be resurrected and Israel will be gathered to the land. In Revelation, we have a multitude from the Great Tribulation and 144,000 sealed. And then finally in Joel, deliverance of whoever calls on the name of the Lord. And then finally, we have the day of the Lord as recorded in Joel, not in uh, Malachi. And then you have these trumpets, third of the earth, third of the ships, third of the sea creatures, I'm, I'm sorry, the seals, mm -hmm. third of the earth, third of the ships, third of the sea creatures, third of the springs, third of the sun, moon, and stars. Actually, these are bowls or bowls. The bowls or the trumpets? Trumpets, trumpets are on the other side. The seals, oh, yeah, this the is the trumpets seals. already. Tr seals and trumpets have already happened. These are now this the vials. This is the bowls or vials. That's exactly right. And then we have the first woe, according to uh, Revelation, the locusts. A third of mankind dies from the plague in Revelation, woe number two. Then we have the lightning, thunder, hail, painful sores, sea creatures die, and all the stuff we just read. The assembly at Armageddon, and the hundred-pound hailstones from Revelation. Okay. The marriage supper of the Lamb in Revelation, and then the Satan is bound for a thousand years. That begins the millennial reign at the end of it. Gog and Magog battle, as described in chapter 20, I believe it is. And then the great, great white throne judgment in Revelation, we have the world to come. Gentlemen, that's, that's the best I can do. This is a sequence in two pages of the entire Bible with regard to history, regarding the 70th week of Daniel and this period of time um, that is alluded to in Daniel, both chapters 7, 9, and 12. The only thing that's not in here is uh, in Daniel chapter 12, I believe. Let's take a look at that real quick if you've got your Bibles with you. And then we'll open it up for discussion. Daniel chapter 12. Everybody got that? Yeah. Well, just start reading. I think we're going to probably go to the end of the book. Because it's the second to last verse that I want you to read. Third to last. At that time shall arrive Michael, the great prince, who is well, Excuse me, if I could just jump in. Everybody sitting here and everybody who's listening online, you, sh knowing the timeline of all these events now, should try and pick out in your mind when this is happening based on the timeline that's in your life. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Isaac. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince, who has charge of your people. There shall be a time of trouble, such as never been since there was a nation until that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. Okay. Gregory, where are we on here? 
First page or second page? It looks like the first page. Firstly, certainly first page. So where are we at? So the we just read about the at that time your people shall be delivered, and so we've got right before that there shall be a time of trouble which is we've got a tribulation that would be that great tribulation exactly mm -hmm. right because yeah. he says such as never has been since there was a nation till that time but the people will be delivered mm -hmm. what are we talking about bottom of the page yeah yeah right? the uh the cutting short exactly right okay everybody with him mm -hmm. everybody agree isaac go ahead sir and many of those who, who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. All right. Where is he now, Alex? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Back. He's at the top of the next page, right? So we've got the resurrection and, and the those who are asleep in the dust of the earth awakening, right? Mm -hmm. So we've got a resurrection happening. Outstanding. Is there some kind of movement going on? Ready? Yes. yes. Good. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood, one on this bank of the stream and one on that bank of the stream. Someone said to the man clothed in linen, Who was above the waters of the stream? How long shall it be? till the end of these wonders. And I heard the man I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the stream, he raised his right hand and his left hand toward the heaven toward heaven, and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times, and half a time, and that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things will be finished. So where are we now? You just ask him, how long is it going to be? Time, 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 and half a time. Exactly. Go ahead. He said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly. All right, so let's pause right there. Remember, we ended reading in chapter 19 about the fine linen of the righteous, the believers, right? But the wicked... They're having 100-pound hail fall on them, and they're still blaspheming God. Go ahead. And none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. And from the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away, and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the, at the 1,335 days. But go your way to the end. And you shall rest, and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of the days. All right. So the reason I wanted to bring this uh, up is, is sort of like a cliffhanger. Uh, we'll come together next week and, and, and tie all this stuff up. Um, but that's really what I want you to kind of think about. How long is three and a half years in days? Biblical days. Biblical months. 42 months. It is 42 months, but I didn't ask you how many months it was. I see how many days it was. Front page says it in the thing. 1,260 1, 1, days. Look on page 47. 
Learn this side. Does he have a copy of that, Greg? No. All right, so if you turn your page 47 uh, sideways, covenant for one week, that's a 70th week of Daniel, seven years. Right above it, time times and half a time is equal to 42 months, which is equal to 1260 days. Daniel just described 30 days longer. Mm -hmm. And then, how many? An additional 45 days. 45 days beyond that. That's your homework. So look at the timeline. 1260 days is pretty clear, right? It's the second half of the week, right? But then we flip the page over and we don't have any kind of time frame other than the day of the Lord. So if the 1290 days is part of the 1260 days, then we get 30 days hanging on here. 30, and then 45 days. Does that tell us maybe that the day of the Lord takes 30 days? Maybe it takes 45 days? Maybe it takes 75 days? That's your homework. Yes, sir. Just to interject my own opinion on this. Then. I think in the Hebrew calendar, every seven, seven years, there are two additional months called Eder Bets to reset the calendar because it's not perfect. It's a solar lunar calendar. Well, so it's actually weirder than that. But so I, I get where you're going. Three and a half years is exactly the amount that one eight or bet, one additional month, thirty days, should be interjected. That could be the That's good. difference. We'll in have to look days. at that. Um, I would encourage you all to look at the cycle of the Hebrew calendar. It's actually what nine years. Is it nine? Every full, the full one. Seventeen years. Seventeen years, and you got seven or nine leap years which throw in an extra month, which is 30 days, in there. So you may have something going on there. We've got to wonder, what's this extra 45 afterwards? It doesn't need to be necessarily something added from the calendar, but maybe it's giving us some time frames for some of this other stuff going on. Right? So that's, uh, that's where we are there. So that's, uh, that's your deal. The um, Revelation chapter 20, we didn't read here, um, finishes up the thousand years. And then chapter 21, you actually get into the beginning of the world to come. So that's uh, a pretty amazing time. So comments, questions, issues, concerns? I know you love my color coding there, Gregory. I did that for you, but That's very nice. Thank you. Yes, Josiah. While I was reading Revelation 21, 19, and 20, I realized that all the stones and gems and diamonds yes, for the gates, I believe. The gates are all pearls. For the New Jerusalem, I believe. Foundation stones? Yes, foundation stones. Mm -hmm. So... I noticed that all well, you have most of twelve those, foundation stones or twelve gates. I noticed that most of the gems are corresponding or just a different name for the twelve stones that are on the Tony breastplate. breastplate. 
That's exactly right. And in fact, each of the foundation stones represents one of the tribes of Israel. What do the 12 gates represent? The uh, apostles, right? The names of the apostles. Mm -hmm. That's right. Pretty cool. Everything's about 12. The whole city is all about 12. Yeah. Um, I have some comments to make. Um, looking at your timeline, which I absolutely love and agree with, um, I can't help but seeing their implication or implied that the book of Revelation is actually in chronological order with interjected parenthetical Absolutely. Uh, chapters into them. Yeah, Do you I agree with that? I don't think that you can get any kind of cohesive understanding of, of the book mm. unless you recognize that there's there's been a sequence laid out and then we appear to back up. And if you're doubting that, I would ask you to turn now to chapter 12 of Revelation. Let's just take a look at something real quick. Obviously, we're halfway through the book, so you would uh, you would think we're halfway through the chronology. If you pick up chapter 12 and verse 1, a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and her head had a crown of 12 stars. Okay, so we're back to the 12s again. 12 right now, we just determined was either the 12 apostles or the 12 tribes. So let's just keep that in our head uh, for a moment now. She was pregnant, was crying out in birth pains, and the agony of giving birth. Hmm. So we've got someone represented by a crown of 12 stars giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns. That appears frequently. And on his head, seven diadems, his tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast him to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child. Someone, some woman associated with the number 12, gives birth to a male child who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Can you tell me what man is destined to rule the entire world with a rod of iron? Who comes from a woman who is known by the number 12? Yeshua. Yeshua. Israel is known by 12 tribes. He was caught up to heaven. He will rule the entire world with a rod of iron. What did we just do chronologically? We folded back. We folded back all the way back to there. To the birth of the Messiah. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God in which is to be nourished for all. Oh, son of a gun. 1260 days. What time period have you already seen that's associated in more than one book with 1260 days? Period of time and times and time. Second half of the 70th week of Daniel. Time, times, and half a time, three and a half years, 42 months, 1260 days. Mm -hmm. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fight against the dragon. We just heard about the dragon. 
And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan. If you're paying attention and you've got your scorecard, the devil, Satan, the dragon, and this amazing thing with seven heads and ten hordes turns out to all be the same guy. He was defeated. No longer a place for him. Great, great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, which is exactly what the master called him. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ, or Messiah, have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they, the brothers, have, have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb. That means we're already past the resurrection. And by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. What Remember what period is he talking about? The great tribulation, even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. How short is it? Very short. How short? Would, it, would that 1260. be... 1260. days! 42 months! Three and a half years! That's exactly right! Because it's been allotted. Daniel said, hey, it's been given to him. He gets charged for three and a half years. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea with... Oh, wait a minute, I jumped ahead. But the... Let's see, where did I, I jump to? Oh, here we go. 12.13. When the dragon saw it had been thrown down to earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. Who's that? Israel. Israel. So he's pursuing Israel. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she's to be nourished for time, time. time times, and a half a time, 42 months, 1260 days. Three and a half years. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman. Who's the woman? Israel. To sweep her away with flood. But the earth came to help of the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon poured out from his mouth. And the dragon became furious with the woman. Who's the woman? Israel. He became furious with Israel and went off to make war with the rest of her offspring. Wait a minute. Let's see who her offspring is on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Yeshua. Read that in Revelations too. Woo-wee! That's exactly right. He stood on the sand of the sea. If you don't believe that Revelation buckles back over on itself time and time again here in these chapters, then you can't possibly understand this stuff. But we just are talking about times yet in our future. And we just went back to the birth of the Messiah, the resurrection of the Messiah, and then jumped back over here because you're getting an overview of who's doing what and why. Does that make sense? I can bring it to another chapter and we'll do the same thing. It happened again in your homework. That's what 17 and 18 are all about. If you can't see that, you won't be able to make sense of it. Okay? Yeah. Good point.
Thank you. Other questions, comments? I can make another comment. Okay. Um, seems like if you ratio out the book of Revelations, it spends a lot of time on two factors. One is the Ecclesia in the beginning, chapters one through four, five, mm -hmm. um, which seems to have a lot of focus. And the other one is chapter, I think, 17, 18, and some of 19 deals with this mystery of Babylon. Mm -hmm. These two topics seem to be intricately or um, heavily detailed in Revelation. So do you make any heads or tails of why these two particular? I don't. Scenarios? I think the beginning is just a setup of what's going on as John's writing, right? So he's he's got these seven churches we did in our timeline were right over there over your head, right? Um, do they represent those specific churches at that time? I think for sure. The names are flat out. Um, did they each have a specific issue or problem that he wanted to address or a strength that he wanted to focus on? Sure. Do those seven churches or assemblies represent assemblies or individuals down through time? I don't see why not. Um, I think it can be a good watchword for us. Um, as far as uh, Mystery Babylon or the prostitute or the woman or what, you know, um, I don't know. I, 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 think, uh, I think there's mention there in quite a bit of ink because it's going to have quite a bit of interaction in our own lives. And I think we're seeing it, like we talked about before. Is it Rome? Bill O'Reilly's going off on the Pope right now, and that's hard for him because he's Catholic. <laughs> but he's got real problems with where the, where the Pope is coming from. And we had the Pope before him kind of stepped out of the way. That's never happened before. Um, so there's problems there. And in our lifetimes, the Roman Catholic Church has had a lot of problems with pedophilia and, and other things that have brought shame to the gospel. But at the same time, as, as I was saying about the uh, two gentlemen who taught here a few years ago, their focus is that this, this woman we're talking about, as we went through in chapter 17, verse 16, they, Rome is going to get destroyed. That city on seven hills is going to get burned by the beast by the dragon. So you have to question then, well, wait a minute, I thought the beast was, but evidently not. And the idea that uh, it's really Islam and some kind of caliphate happening, that could work for me. It really could. Um, and we see, even in our own day, as Islam is resurging and infiltrating, I mean, Europe is, is gone to hell in a handbasket. Right? You know, you've got You've got a destruction of what uh, what was a wonderful and beautiful place. So um, I, I don't know if it's a focus on them as much as it is on this is this is the history that will happen. You know, but again, I mean, our, our focus in this class is not so much who, who is the beast and what is the you know, but but rather how, what's what's a good approximation of these sequences. Um, the only thing that goes through my head when we put together uh, this kind of timeline is, you know, I got a, I got a heck of a lot of time spent putting these sequences together, but if you ask me the day or the hour the Master's going to come, 
Not a clue. I can come pretty close to telling you what it's going to be like, because that's what the master said. See, I told you ahead of time. You shouldn't be surprised. It's not going to come like you, like a thief in the night, on you. You're going to be prepared. And I think that's the whole purpose of the study, that we know it's going to get really tough. So if you're faking this Christianity thing or facing this Judaism thing or whatever we're calling ourselves, you know, just give it up now because you're not going to be able to stand. On the other hand, if you've got kids, maybe you should prepare those kids. That is going to be tough to stand for what you believe in. I read an article today, and this gentleman said, uh, you know, there were two hate crimes last week. Only one was reported. One was a homosexual black man was presumably attacked by two conservative, ultra-conservative, make America great hat-wearing guys, and uh, they uh, were racially insensitive, and they were uh, It's a family show. Uh, they were um, unkind. Presumably put a noose around his neck and so on. And, uh, and this was reported on every news media. What wasn't reported was that two Orthodox Jews were beat to within an inch of their lives in New York City. And the only reason they were was because they were Jewish. It was a hate crime. No question about it. Hate crimes against Jews in New York City have risen 800% in the past two years. It's not news anymore. It's not popular media. And that's because Jews are considered like you, privileged white men. Mm -hmm. You're in the hierarchy up at the top. You're one of the people that's causing the problems because you're privileged. So are Jews, since they all tend to be wealthy which, of course, is not even close to true, but that's why it doesn't get reported and it doesn't fit the narrative mm -hmm. of what they're trying to push. Make no mistake, if you can be identified with a keeper on your head as being someone who understands and desires to live by the Torah and is religious in some way, you will be persecuted. And by that I mean physically. You just don't see it down here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Go up in New York City. Wear black, a black kippa, and a white talit katana. You're going to get beat up. This is what it's come to. So if we're not teaching ourselves this, if we're not prepared for this, then we're not obeying what the Master said. We should know, we should see. Strong winds coming, fig trees, figs, figs are falling. Hey, I know what season it is. I'm watching this, the trees start to bud. I know what season it is. I know what I gotta do. I've been working this land for years. I know. We should be looking at the signs of the times and being aware of it. Final comments.
I was just noting, looking at the timeline. Yes. How this is kind of a, one could interpret this as Hashem's compassion, because there are a lot of descriptions before the judgment, and then after that. It's pretty quiet. It's pretty quick. Most of the time in church, you have such a heavy focus where we basically don't have anything yet, which is in the world to come. Right. But I think we can see from Scripture and from many books of Scripture that Hashem is informing as much as possible, to your point, preparing Yeshua. If anyone has ears, let him hear. Listen to Yeshua's words and say, you should be ready. And, And that is a sign of compassion really no no question you know, because judgment is it comes down pretty far down here the great white throne of judgment is pretty far down there I know judgment is on the nations is over here but there's just a lot that happens if you just take a look at it that is there's still an opportunity for people to repent and turn to God agree and Yet we still know, though, based on the prophecy, that people will still be very stiff-necked and won't. Well, but it's, it's just, it's still, that's, that's, it is you're, amazing. You're right, and that's the sad part, that even after all this happens, they won't repent. It's like they grit their teeth, and they want to grin and bear it and try and get through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're, they're fighting against the Lord's Messiah. And I think that's the only difference I've seen, by the way, between what we just did in the back end of the book. They're fighting against the Messiah. It's the Lamb. He's the focus in chapter 5. Oh, man, bummer. There's nobody who's worthy to open up this this book. Who can break its seal? Nobody. Oh, man, it's just a bummer. No, wait, wait. There's great news. Look, here's one who's coming to the crowd like a lamb who's been slain, and he can open the seal. Glory! That's who they're fighting, but not at the end. After that millennial reign, it's the Holy One Himself. It's tough times. Tough times. But you're right. There is compassion, long suffering. I mean, it's, it's so just, many chances. It's just like the, it's just like the ten plagues in Egypt, right? He could have gone. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Maybe you didn't hear Moses. Yeah. You're going to let him go now. You've got about three, two, mm-hmm. no Pharaoh, no Egypt. Okay, guys, let's go. I think it's west. He didn't do that. He was compassionate. He wanted to make himself known and give an opportunity to serve him. And son of a gun. There was a mixed multitude. That the sages say caused all the problems, especially with the golden calf in this particular portion. But there was a mixed multitude that went out of Egypt. They chose to join themselves to Israel. Baruch Hashem. Cool. Brock says it was a uh, great discussion. Just another real quick comment in uh, Revelation 19. I I hadn't really seen this verse before, but I just caught this this tail end of Revelation 19 chapter uh, verse 10 and it's this last statement here that says for the testimony of Yeshua is the spirit of prophecy mm-hmm. and it's just kind of really interesting to think about it is the testimony of Yeshua that these people who recognize what's happening here 
they're holding fast to the testament of Yeshua, right. and they're the ones that recognize right. this as fulfillment of prophecy, not just random occurrences. That's right. They keep the t- they keep the Torah, they keep the commandments of God, and hold to the testimony of Yeshua. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It appears that uh, we become some major players towards the end there, um, but quite frankly, you need to remember that what happens to the Torah keepers in Israel when the master comes back. So I'm, I'm talking about the top of page 48. I beg your pardon. Yeah, 48. What's the green stuff say? Israel's dead gathered. Right. And Israel's, and Israel is gathered to the land. Yeah. We don't have Zechariah in here. Chapter 12 and verse 10. What happens? And they will look upon him who they pierced. And they will mourn as one mourns for an only son. They're going to, from that point, if you think about it, from that point, everybody on the planet who keeps the commandments of God will hold to the testimony of Yeshua. Did, did you get that? We're in the first fruits bucket. When he comes back, the harvest comes in. And then everybody who's on the planet, who's keeping the commandments of God, will also hold to the testimony of Yeshua. Because they all will look at him. Thus all Israel will be saved. I don't believe that's all Israel down through time. I believe that's all of Israel who's on the planet at that time. That's why everybody is in the same bucket. Everyone's in the same boat. They keep the commandments of God, and they hold to the testimony of God. I liked it. Great way to end. You put your kids to bed. It's about time. We had a tough week trying to get there with uh, our move. Why don't you close us in prayer? Oh, sure. Oh. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for um, your word that you've given us to teach us about what's coming and to, uh, more importantly, give us insights into who you are and how the future fits into who you are, your, your compassion and your patience, your long suffering, as well as your wrath and your um, unwillingness to ignore sin. Thank you. We pray that you would um, help this to not only prepare us for the future, but also to impact our lives now, that we would see uh, our actions through the lens of uh, the, who you show yourself to be, uh, at the end, and that we would want and strive to be of those um, who are not ashamed that you're coming, uh, rather than those who um, wish they'd had more time. Mm. We pray these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.